1: going on everybody welcome to the inmates back to run the asylum again that's right there's no host no captain no dad nope only us and we're key- staying up
2: late we're eating cheetos and like touching his pillow when he's not around we're doing whatever the hell we
1: want <laughs> that's you right I mean? baby we're running the we're running the show today i am your host the king of video games and resident superstar, Adrian Homeboy-Holmes. And with me tonight, of course, is the heavyweight podcasting champion of the world, Mr. J.J. J. Purdom. How you doing, good sir?
2: Good friend. I thank you so very much for having me here on this epic, epic show on April 4th. As we, uh, we're we coming to you, folks, when the cat's away, the mice will run around and crap all over everything. Or that's, that's right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, once again, is being attacked by the Fox Dive virus. Uh, this is version 2.0 now. Um, it actually makes it much worse if you survive the original. And uh, we are, hmm. you know, thoughts and prayers are, are going out to him. And uh, we hope that he makes it through. Uh, but if not, you can see that we are clearly capable to run the ship.
2: <laughs> I thought this was a situation where he needed to have penicillin shots because of the uh, that outbreak.
1: Oh no, no, no. Uh it's more of like the uh you know the peanut butter shot uh in the <laughs> army. You know the one where they, oh, yeah. they they give it to you in the keister? That's mm-hmm. that's the ones he has to get.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see him going around to various armies to try to
1: to try to get extras. Okay. <laughs> hey,
2: you guys got any more of those peanut butter shots?
1: Sure, <laughs> I think you've had enough. Okay. Let's let's see. Um oh, I got it right here. So today uh we're gonna be talking about uh Breath of the Wild. Part two being delayed. Uh, We're going to talk about E3 being canceled, which it should have been the entire time when it started going digital. Uh, And we're also going to talk about the quote unquote Game Pass competitor, PlayStation Plus 2.0, and how it fares against the competition. Uh, But first, of course, we got to give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers kajoma aka kajunior bleep bloop and eddie martin and our super gamer sponsors julie bates and mama mare of course you can always catch us here every monday normally we stream but my computer is just not equipped to stream and record the episodes so we're just recording it this week Uh, but normally you can catch us every monday on twitch to do our uh, weekly episode and we also have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/supergamerboys, where we host exclusives uh, as such as our Super Gamer Book Club, which the newest episode is Streets of Rage Four, and that was with our very own producer, Mister Eddie Martin. We actually did something new for that one. We did real-time gameplay while we did the episode, so that people could get a uh, so that people who watch it can get an idea of how the game works and looks and plays so that was a kick and a half to do um and then of course our free one that just went up is our super mario odyssey book club episode and that was with uh pocket aka super pocket 64 uh we are eternally grateful that he had the time to come out and school us with his nintendo knowledge um but of course we'll talk all about that uh later on i'm gonna make the ad much much more interesting than demo garrett could (laughs) uh also shout out to uh, jack sriracha and yate uh for allowing us to use uh their music in our show uh of course they always produce the slaps so we are grateful that they're allowing us to do that and uh we hope that you're enjoying it Whew, that was a mouthful all right yeah that's a you know what And you said it so eloquently you
2: weren't like Dragging and flopping all over your tongue like Garrett normally does when he does it. Like you got a
1: pretty voice, uh, man. Let's... I just gotta say, like, <laughs> uh, man, no, mine is all right. But the way you can flip that, flip it into like the radio talk when you're like, okay, guys, it's like I wish I could do that. I'm telling you. Um, but let's let's keep pushing because uh, we're gonna get in and out, unlike a certain uh, long-winded fella uh, who shall remain nameless. And we're going to move straight into the mailbag. And our first question comes from Kajunior, and he asks Disney wants to get back into the games industry. They come to you and they want you to tell them which one of their properties should be turned into a game and what kind of game it should be. What are you picking?
2: All right, if you're if you're calling me out, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm all about the money, all about the Benjamins. Who cares about like gameplay and good stuff? <laughs> I say bring me Encanto because that's what everybody's watching right now. That's the hot the hot prospect. You never mm. know what's gonna end up being super super hot. So I'm sure it's hard. You get it's gonna take years to come up with a with a game, but like man, if they could hit with an Encanto game right now and it be uh, you know, like a Sonic type of game, you know, where you're running around like and and doing stuff or what? I mean, I'm telling you, like, like you want to hit with the popular stuff.
1: What's that? Like you're exploring, like you're exploring a world, right? Like Sonic, or are you talking Absolutely. about like like it's a side? No, scroller? I'm talking about
2: exploring. Okay. No, not a side story. Just exploring, exploring a world like him. And so, I would say like Unconto would be great. That's just one of those things. Like that's money right there. So hit with something that's popular at the time. So. Although Disney owns everything. So so
1: you really have, you really got free reign, honestly. (laughs)
2: Man. Yeah, I mean, they could have said easily, could have said like, man, I'd like to see kind of a a Mandalorian game
1: or a a Boba Fett game. Now, Uh, I would not be surprised in the least if it turns out that they were actually working on a Mandalorian game. With the way that that series is going, it's only, I feel like, a matter of time
0: Especially it's, because it's they use feasible.
1: yeah they use Unreal Engine to do the show so it's only a matter of time until they'd be like you know what I think we can do something with this uh for my pick I'm gonna say I think they should do uh they should do something with the Muppets and I think that they should do like an RPG I think I can really see the Muppets going on a quest um you can make it like you can write it as if it were one, a new movie, right? Like you know how they did Muppets take Manhattan, Muppets go to space, right? <laughs> uh-huh. You write it as if it were a movie, but you make it play like it's an RPG. I think that would be really cool. That would okay, definitely. Okay, I gotta, gotta tell
2: you, like every once in a while, you say something that is so awesome and incredible <laughs> that like you need to be, you need to be given like an award for saying cool stuff. Sometimes, man, because. I, I love The Muppets. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys here on the show, but huge fan. I grew up watching The Muppet Show, the original Muppet Show that was on TV late at night, and they have all those guest stars come in. Mm-hmm. Love The Muppets. I don't think it gets any cooler than The Muppets. So anything that Jim Henson touched uh, I think is Really amazing. But yeah, Muppets is a great idea. I'd love to play a game like that. As an, and an RPG to boot. Yep. That's great,
1: man. Sign me up. <laughs> take my money, please. I just gotta get it in I gotta get in front of the right person. That's all it's gonna take. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh next one is from Eddie Martin. And he's continuing with his uh his uh Mount Rushmore phase. And he, he have you ever actually been to Mount Rushmore,
2: Eddie? I feel like <laughs> Every week Eddie's got a new Hey I really like that melt rushmore idea. So how about melt rushmore of toilet paper? <laughs> hey, so Charmin's really good. I love the way that it squeezes. <laughs> no no offense Eddie. I love living la vida loca, but it's just that that theme, that that you I know having it. to come up with more <laughs> of the best of everything, you know, and uh, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. if I were to choose uh, what was it? What, what was it for? What? It's the, Mount Rushmore, is the of...
1: Mount Rushmore of video game soundtracks. So video game music. Okay. What are you? What are you putting up there? Okay, S-
2: S- Super Mario, Super Mario stuff because it's some great. The original. Okay, the original Super Mario. Well, and when I say Super Mario, not Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that music. I think that's iconic. Um, Zelda. I want to say Breath of the Wild. Okay. I really like the music from Breath of the Wild. Um, God of War. Yeah, that's a good one. God of War from 2018 was really incredible. And then, dang, I hate Garrett so much. Death Stranding. Oh, my gosh. I know. Don't stop, dude. Just stop. Because no,
1: no, no. I'm I know right there with you. I'm right well, there with I you. Know, but the but, soundtrack of well, that game, phenomenal. Yeah, but you phenomenal. you can't
2: that without Garrett getting, like, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, getting erect, you know. And so this, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He gets all excited, and you're like, "Calm down, relax."
1: He ain't getting anything but beat up on by the Grim Reaper right now because he's on Death's door. So you don't got to worry about him. Uh, my four. Whew, this is gonna be a tough one. I mean, of course, Kingdom Hearts goes up there. That 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 goes without saying. Um, I think Street Fighter Three would be up there for me. I think it is the best fighting game soundtrack ever made uh and some have come close but oh i'm sorry street fighter 3 third strike because there was like multiple editions of it but third strike is the one uh that i would pick in particular uh i would definitely say undertale i think is a masterclass in music and composition and uh the songs are so recognizable that they've been played at like world wide events and people know what they are um and then finally hmm i'd have to say earthbound uh earthbound oh, wow. yeah Good earthbound choice. um let's just I, I tweeted this before and nobody fought me on it because it's kind of impossible Uh, but earthbound has a better soundtrack than your favorite game and i mean that mm. i mean that mm. Uh, as an overall product nothing sounds like it um nothing will sound like it it's just it's in it's its own thing it's its own entity and if you are a found a fan of earthbound you know it exactly when you hear it uh so those would be my picks
2: yeah i think that that uh when i when i say that i hate to say anything positive about death stranding it becomes a thing where garrett literally loves that game it's oh obviously are you
1: kidding he, he i, I drove a it. box 500 miles to him and i'd never <laughs> seen him happier a death stranding box he he, he yeah. almost forgot to like give me a hug when he saw me for the first time in like three years because he was so happy to get that dang box
2: <laughs> <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about so but no and i i have to be honest i think death stranding is one of those games that just has the type of soundtrack that I could totally listen to, and it does, I don't have to be playing the game. It's just like, man, that music is killer. Uh, it's just really, really great. It's great music. And, Honestly,
1: uh, no yeah. insult to the game. It's perfect walking music. Like, if you're going on a walk, you just throw that bad boy on, and you're good to go. I love,
2: like you said no insult to the game. Well, because when everybody, everybody likes to say, all you simulator. do is walk.
1: <laughs> all you do is walk. It's just a postman simulator. It's a FedEx simulator, but it's really yeah. not. Um, no. but yeah, I think if you like just go on a hike or like just go on a walk, you know, in your town and you throw that bad boy on, you're going to get lost in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, next one comes from Sir Prince a And he says, uh, with all the crazy rumors and ideas swirling around about who should play Wolverine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who do you think would fit the role? He thinks Carl Urban is a home run. What you got?
2: Carl Urban.
1: That's the guy who played Dread.
2: Okay. Oh, well, after Hugh Jackman played it, uh, it's so hard to come up with anybody who can play it. And I don't want to say Ryan Reynolds because he plays in everything. Uh, (laughs) Chris Pratt also plays in everything. Oh, God, please. uh, He's already (laughs) Star-Lord.
1: Well, not only he's he's just every. He's in everything. Everything, even Mario. Every- yeah,
2: isn't that weird? It's just weird. Um, it's it's hard to say, really, who would be a really good. I could see. I could see Jason Momoa doing it. I know he was already Aquaman, but there's no reason why somebody who does DC can't do <sighs> something over in the in the Marvel
1: universe. I was. I think he's too big. You think so? Yeah, because Wolverine's supposed to be a little guy, and I didn't you see Logan though at the like Logan was ripped, man. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I mean, when I say little guy, I don't mean like not muscular. I mean, Wolverine's supposed to be like five three, right? Like mm-hmm. in the comics, he's always been depicted as like this short, angry, hairy dude, and that was the one thing. But Hugh Jackman was so good that we forgave it not being a short guy. That's how good the performance was. We were like, all right. He could be tall Wolverine for now, but the character is supposed to be short. Uh, so that is the tough part because all the picks that I would pick are taller than the actual Wolverine would be. So actually I would love to see it be an unknown person. Okay. To come out the gotta, woodwork and just I'll, kill the role.
2: Okay. Let's, let's play with that. Then let, let me take away what I said about Jason Momoa, him being too big. Um, <clears throat> I've got it. Hit me. Even though he's already known as an iconic character, Daniel Radcliffe would probably be pretty amazing as Wolverine in that traditional sense of the diminutive person because he's a very small guy. I think that he he
1: if you've he's seen He's gonna some have of to put work, on about thirty pounds of muscle. Like I, I think it's
2: possible. He's he's done some pretty stellar stellar work as of late in some movies that he's been in and he's trying to distance himself from that harry potter uh, world mm-hmm. and he's actually got some acting jobs but is so that the i best, can see him
1: but is, is that the best move for him though is to go from one iconic character to another iconic character like think about hugh jackman hugh jackman as many movies as he's going to do for the rest of his life people are going to see him and immediately think wolverine I think it'll be good for his pocketbook. Oh like, yeah, no, really that, good for that goes pocketbook. without saying. <laughs> but you know, you know those actor types—they're artistes. You know, they don't want to he, be held right. down by any any one performance. So, and he feels like a, a definitely an artiste artiste. So yeah, he does. You're um, right. and he also needs to be able to uh, d- to do an accent as well as Tom Holland does, which I don't know if he can because I don't want to hear Oi, bub." It's time for you to get the claws. I don't want to hear that, you know? So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, but I mean, you know, anything is possible. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock your pick because if he comes in and happens to knock it out of the park, Hey, that's more power to him. You could always go crazy,
2: crazy pick and just say like, F it. Danny DeVito, get it.
1: <laughs> You know, like I, I, you know, Danny DeVito. If, if, if they do this multiverse thing and they have the X Men by that time, <laughs> yeah. I definitely want Danny DeVito to be one of the Wolverines, dude. He, he's Wolverine
2: from Earth 64.
1: Yes. Like yeah. That. He's like old man Logan from another <laughs> Earth. I absolutely <laughs> want that, dude. Absolutely. Or you said short hair. That's why, you know, I'm like, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Where that. is he? Where's Magneto? <laughs> uh, Okay last one and this one comes from boba fletch he says talk to me what is a game that looks so dope and when it came out everyone hated but you were so excited about it that you forced yourself to say you liked it so it's pretty much like a game came out that you were excited for right and you were like oh this game's gonna be good this game's gonna rule this game is awesome it comes out trash but you're trying to save face because you were championing it the whole time right so what game was that for you where you thought you were telling everybody man this game's gonna rule this game's gonna be awesome and then it comes out it sucks right Mm -hmm. you play it and you see it sucks but you're not Mm -hmm. gonna let everybody win you're not gonna let everybody know that it sucks i said it's cool so therefore (laughs) it's gonna be cool yeah easy
2: because it's medium for me i tried to i try to play it up like it wasn't that bad but it it was not good no it was not good at all i had huge expectations about medium and i was like this is xbox's one chance to finally start delivering games with the stories that playstation does and um I was big time let down, dude. Like when I played it and I, I didn't want to admit it because man, I was like the biggest, like, Oh, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I really did. I had such high hopes for medium that I thought like it's going to be so good. I feel like for me, it's unplayable. Like, it's just,
1: wow. it's not
2: what I thought it was going to be. It's not anything like I, what I thought it was going to be.
1: That is, that is definitely strong. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I think it was that bad. Uh, I think it definitely was not great. Um, it wasn't awful. It wasn't unplayable. I don't think I definitely would not play it again. Uh, I think
2: I just I, had, I, I built up too much expectation mm-hmm. because the those previews looked so great. And so I thought, like, this is it, you know, and it just it wasn't what I expected it to be. And it it was not well received, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was like, oh, no, it's good. <laughs> like, totally. I was like, oh, it's good. It was not. It wasn't good.
1: I don't, I don't do you have a different opinion? You enjoyed the game or? No, I didn't. I didn't particularly think it was enjoyable, but I also didn't think it was awful. It just was OK. And to me, that is the worst sin that a game or any kind of art can commit is just being okay, right? Mm-hmm. Because okay stuff gets forgotten about. Great stuff gets remembered. Awful stuff gets remembered. Okay stuff just kind of gets lost to the sands of time. So, yeah. and I think that's unfortunately what's going to happen to the medium um, in in the near future uh, because it is just okay. Um my pick for that definitely has to go to Cyberpunk. I was so hyped for Cyberpunk. I had the collector's edition pre-ordered. Um I feel like I'm usually a pretty smart fella, but I I you know, I I I didn't I didn't listen to the red flags that people were talking about. When they were showing the previews and they were only showing some, you know, certain slices and they were going real slow with the car. So nothing broke or anything like that. I was like, no, they're just trying to show it off. And then, you know, the game comes out and I start playing it. I'm like, you know what? This is this is pretty good. And then slowly stuff starts irking me about it. You know, this doesn't work very well. The driving is awful. Um, I'm getting glitches left and right. But you know what? Overall, it's a good game and slowly it was like death by a thousand cuts things just started getting worse and worse and worse and finally i just i couldn't do it anymore i i just I, I refunded it and and it was heartbreaking because i had waited for that game for so long and it looked so good it was such a good premise but it wasn't anything well i shouldn't say it wasn't anything it wasn't near the original vision that they put out or that they were you know in the original trailers and it wasn't a finished product by development standards, so that one was kind of like a a two-piece combo that really, uh, really did me in. Unfortunately. Now, have you
2: gone back and, and completed it since they've done all the patches and tried to fix the game up? Do you still have the same opinion of it, or have you just did you have such a bad time with it? You're like, I oh, know, I've kind of washed my hands.
1: Yeah, I've, at this point, I've kind of washed my hands. I mean, I may go back and like read the story somewhere just to see exactly how it plays out or I'll watch it on YouTube or something to see if it's available that way. Um, But overall, I just really, I even tried to play a little bit when they had that free demo of it for a little while. And I'm just like, man, they didn't really fix anything that, you know, warranted fixing. It's just bugs. Like the driving is still awful. The shooting is still awful, you know, but yeah, I just, I don't have any desire to go to it, go back to it. And that's such a shame.
2: You'll forgive me because I don't really know. But is is it on Xbox Game Pass right now?
1: Uh it isn't 20? now, but I'd probably say give it about six months and you'll probably see it there.
2: Okay. I'd I'd heard a rumor that it was gonna be possibly coming out in the next couple of months.
1: I I, w- okay, I honestly would not be surprised if it shows up on Game Pass. I would definitely tell you and look, and it's only about 14 bucks now. I would still tell you to keep your duckins in wait because <laughs> maybe you may have a different opinion because you don't have to pay for it and it's like oh this was a fun little game but like i pointed up the full retail amount for that and it was yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm glad you got your money back yeah absolutely all right so that is it for the mailbag i think we did a pretty good job there um yeah. you know got in got out we gave a little questions. bit of yeah, yeah gave yeah. us some some meaty <laughs> answers uh, and we are moving straight into the nerdy news. It's now time for the nerdy news. Like sweet honey, right into the ear, every time. My goodness. Yeah, you don't want to get honey in your ear, though. That really sucks. But I don't know if you know Oh, nerdy news, honey. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so our first story is that uh, comes from, let's see here, comes from IGN. And it's that E3 2022, uh, both digitally and physically, has been officially canceled. And I'll read you the story here. It's uh, an article by Rebecca Valentine. And she says, after previously canceling its in-person E3 2022 event, uh, the ESA has now informed its partners that there will be no digital event either this year meaning E3 2022 has fully been canceled. They originally wanted it to be both an online and an in-person event. First, the in-person one got canceled and then the digital one got canceled. So they're already off to a bad start. Um, the news broke via a tweet from Razor PR lead Will Powers, who said that an email had been sent out announcing the cancellation of a digital E3 event. IGN has independently verified the contents of this email as well. So it's, it's the real deal. Uh, the ESA had initially planned for an in-person E3 event this year after having no event in 2020 due to COVID-19 and a digital one in 2021, which was garbage, by the way, uh, the main E3 stuff, whack. All the people who had their own directs was awesome. Just want to throw that out there. Um, However, this was cancelled in January, uh, with the ESA uh, in oh, I'm sorry, with the ESA at the time unable to make a public statement on whether or not there would be a digital equivalent. According to sources speaking at IGN at the time, discussions around E3 have been fraught throughout the year, with third parties normally involved finding the ESA's ongoing silence regarding their plans frustrating. Sources connected to the event tell IGN that discussions about a possible digital equivalent event have been ongoing ever since, but without strong momentum to drive them. Instead, the ESA seems to be planning to seems to be making plans to regroup for a larger comeback in 2023. Mm. So E3 sucks. Costs a lot of money to get there. Everybody's kind of finding out that it costs a lot of money and they can just do their own thing. And I think that we, uh, which is a historic moment, have actually witnessed in our lifetime the last E3 conference.
2: I think that's devastating, man, because there was a few years ago. I don't know if you recall, but E3 was such a huge convention for gamers a few years ago. It was a destination spot. Yes, dude. And and then one of the things is is I mean it was I look forward to it each year. And I was having to uh, hear about it secondhand and watch it digitally because I wasn't going to the events. But I looked forward to the time when I thought that Super Gamer Boys was going to try to make an appearance at NE3 to be able to get in there and go check it out on the ground floor. And then COVID hit and things kind of changed. PlayStation backed out. And the moment that that happened, I think personally, that was the death toll yep. that the bells started ringing, that their end was near. Because when one of the two large distributors of video games ends up pulling out, and arguably the larger of the, of the companies, as far as what they were putting out their output and who owns consoles and whatnot, mm-hmm. them pulling out was a huge kick in the crotch. And I think it was hard to come back from that. Xbox did a great job um, maintaining and staying with E3 and doing their doing their own thing. And, and Switch and kind of stepped in and uh, and held their own. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, it just kind of like everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And like you said, those digital things that, that E3 was doing the digital E3 was horrible, man. It defeats the entire purpose of like all the gamers that would like jump in there. It also started to become really corporate where they were just like trying to make money on it. They were trying to make money on these conventions and it was like almost like a a gamers version of San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Where like you know, they're like, okay, let's make some money. Let's print some t-shirts. <laughs> like, like, let's, you know, make hats and buttons and pins or, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, I think you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, it's great. You want to, you know, you want to make money and you got all these people here, but it was like a cash grab.
1: But that's, and that, that was the big thing with E3 though, right? Is, or with E3 being canceled is a lot of those companies are like, well, we don't have to make those T-shirts and we don't have to you know, find a way to make money if we don't have to spend any money, right? So Mm -hmm. if we just do our own thing digitally, that way we still get the information (coughs) out there about what games are coming out. And you're telling us we don't have to fly half our staff out there on our dime and put them Mm -hmm. up in hotels on our dime. Absolutely, we're doing that. And that kind of spread throughout the industry like wildfire and E3 was terrified that people found this out. For some reason, they just thought, oh, people are too dumb to realize that they don't need us. And sure enough, everybody knows now it it honestly, I don't see why you would go to physically to an E3 unless you had business with other publishers or developers. Like you're an indie publisher or an indie studio who wants to, you know, have meetings with bigger publishers and stuff like that. I could definitely see you going. Uh, If you're a gaming fan, I could definitely see you going. But there's honestly not going to be too much if we keep going at the rate we're going of people pulling out of E3. So,
2: yeah. I think that the the way the entire industry has been heading, and I think it's kind of a smarter way to do it is like you're saying everybody doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and i like the idea of the directs so i really think that that's kind of the way of, of not only the present but the future of doing playstation directs and you know nintendo directs is like okay we've got a couple of games or some new hardware that we're trying to put out there uh, we're going to do it direct, so we're going to talk directly to our audience that is interested in our product, and we're going to put this stuff out on the different social media sites and on our website and and all that kind of stuff. And it ends up it's streamed on Twitch. It's a huge deal for these directs to come out and say, Hey, Xbox is doing this great thing right now with these two games that are going to be coming out. And here's some gameplay and let's talk to the people who, uh, you know, directed it and whatever. And like that, it's way, way more easy to digest than going to like an E3. And it's like, Oh, you get in for 45 minutes and, Now you're all caught up with everything Xbox because why do I care about what PlayStation is doing? I don't have a PlayStation, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think directly marketing to your audience is a much smarter idea than going and and having to pay down the fees to hold your booth over at the E3. I think the E3 uh, attempt at the convention like a San Diego Comic-Con, dead. Think it's dead. We're not going to see it again. And if we do, I'll be surprised. It'll probably be a truncated version of what it once was a few years ago.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate that it had to go out with such a whimper. But I honestly think that, like you were saying, once Sony pulled out, that's just the way that things were going to evolve with with game conferences and, pre- and press conferences and events like that. It just as a as a company, it doesn't make financial sense if you're just going there to show off your games to to go out there and buy the space and set all that stuff up. So I totally get it. Uh, So, you know, uh, rest easy E3. It was uh, one of my life's dreams and goals to make it to one of them one day. But I guess that, you know, things change, unfortunately. And uh, we will just have to find, you know, something else to do. Uh, and and just keep pushing. Something else will come up. Somebody else will do something cool and we'll be there. Don't worry. We could always go to San Diego comic-con on
2: Garrett's dime with all the more fortune.
1: Yeah. Good luck uh, trying to get, I've been trying to get tickets for the past six years. Ain't been working out too well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I get beat out every time. (laughs) The bots, the bots buying them up super quick. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: Um, oh, okay, here we go. So our next story is also from IGN uh, and this news kind of uh, it broke and then it kind of did the uh, mushroom cloud effect where it spread throughout Twitter and and social media like a wildfire and that is that the legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, also commonly known as Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed to 2023. Uh, now, it was originally scheduled for late this year, and that was the first time that we got a date. And there was a lot of people who were saying there's no way it hits that date. There's, They're going to take more time, uh, you know, and there are a lot of people saying, well, if they put the date out, they must be really confident in it. And sure enough, one of those groups was right. <laughs> uh, and the article goes like this uh, from Joe Scrabble's. It says, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has been delayed to spring 2023 and we got a tiny piece of new footage in return. Series producer A. G. Alnuma announced and apologized for the delay in the video below uh, in the article saying, in order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game. So please wait a while longer. No specific reason was given for the delay. Uh, They did show a a quick snippet of some new stuff that they were working on. And it shows long hair link that everybody has been thirsting over on the internet recently. (laughs) Uh, And it shows that he has like a, a, almost like a corrupted or grafted on arm uh, that kind of, it's like, like a dark dead flesh color. And it is holding what seems to be like a corrupted master sword. So everybody naturally has questions about it. Nobody really knows what's going on, Um, but we are all waiting with Bated Breath. I don't know how you feel about it, but honestly, I just started restarted Breath of the Wild one. And if it's anything like the first time I played it, I'll probably be done by the time uh, the next one is ready to come (laughs) out. So there's so much to do in that game.
2: Doesn't it feel like they just announced that Breath of the Wild Two was coming out in 2022? I mean, it feels like it was really, really recently mm-hmm. that they said that, and then to turn around and and then say, "Hey, we're pushing it back." I, th- I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked by that, and I know like that was pretty much the consensus. Everybody felt like it was. This is a daunting task. That game is so huge in its scope on the Switch. On the Switch, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. It's a giant game. And it's just, there's a lot of undertaking in that game. So it, they're going to have to really bring their A game because Breath of the Wild is amazing. And I'm sure they have the ability to bring Part 2 to be like a really great game. But if they don't, I I, I know a lot of people are going to be very devastated, yeah. man. Because It'd be all for nothing.
1: You have to make yeah. it as good or better than the first one. And that's saying a yeah. lot because the first one, in most circles is regarded like one of the best games ever made so that's a yeah. lot of pressure
2: sequels are always really hard sequels mm-hmm. are always really hard i mean when you have like uh, just use using last of us you have a game like last of us um coming out with two it's very hard because people have high expectations of the original and that's the same thing here people have huge expectations of that game is just amazing and how can you how can you meet that level and you have to either meet it or exceed it Mm -hmm. um and anything less would be uncivilized no wait that's a right guard sports stick commercial (laughs)
1: Hmm. (laughs) it applies it (laughs) works the same don't worry about it (laughs) no i think i think like yeah i'm not
2: i'm not shocked by it um it does make me want to go get a switch and then like you know play some Breath of the Wild before before this comes out because a little bit that I've seen I'm like hey,
1: <laughs> get ready good. to get ready to not do anything but play that game the first time <laughs> around I promise <laughs> you I had at least like 180 hours and oh my yes it's that there is that much stuff to do in that game and I didn't even do all of it not nearly <laughs> all I did maybe. <sighs> if I'm being honest, because I really wanted to see how the story was playing out in the original, I may have done a third of what that game can offer as far as like total content.
2: Where are you at on it now? I mean, where are you at
1: in the game and and how far have you gotten through this playthrough? So I am definitely taking way more time. I'm much more focused on um, doing the side quests and objectives and, finding weapons and upgrading my stats and things like that so i am you know moving at a snail's pace i did do one divine beast but that was to make sure that i could get the there's a power that you get when you die that lets you resurrect and because i don't have very many hearts right now it is very helpful um (laughs) but other than that i really haven't touched the main quest line at all and it is a bear of a quest left um i think probably what's going to end up happening is i'm going to just piece it out i'm going to just keep chiseling at the side quest and be way too overpowered for the main story which i'm totally <laughs> fine with um uh-huh. but yeah there's there's so much to do in that game dude i, I it's a war- it's a good it's a good warning but a warning
2: <laughs> okay I don't take that warning it's kind of like me playing elden ring because i'm so over i'm just kidding
1: yeah of course yeah no it
2: makes perfect yeah, sense yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah tarnished uh, let's see here. And then finally, our last story for today is that uh, is also coming from IGN, is that PlayStation officially announces an all-new PlayStation Plus subscription with multiple tiers and quote-unquote retro games. Uh, so this is PlayStation's answer to, well, not uh, they're going to say it's not an answer, but it's clearly an answer to Game Pass. They're trying to do something to stay in the ring with the subscription uh, with the subscription battle, which uh, Game Pass is right now and has been for a long time cleaning their clock as far as value for what you pay for. Uh, and the article goes like this, also by Joe Scrubbles. It says that Sony has finally revealed its Xbox Game Pass competitor. An all-new PlayStation Plus that brings together the existing PS Plus and PS Now games into a uh, three-tier setup. And it says, after months of reports and even longer being speculated about, Sony finally revealed the new service today. It consists of three tiers, PlayStation Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra, and PlayStation Plus Premium. At its top tier, which is the Premium, it'll offer more than 700 games either for screen- streaming or download, including streaming on PCs and the library will be regularly refreshed. Uh, PS3 games, which is, this is one of the biggest bummers, I'll I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, PS3 games will be available as streaming only titles, uh, while PS1, PS2, and PSP games will come with download or streaming options. Uh, Sony has also made it clear that unlike Game Pass, first party exclusives will not be launched into the service for any tier. Oh boy. You know, they had, they had the chance to, to do something great here and they took shortcuts and they didn't want to really put the work in. And now they are out there with a subpar product. I don't know exactly what they were thinking here.
2: You cannot tell me that this is not a direct response to what game pass has been doing.
1: You'd have to be a fool to not, to not think that.
2: Yeah, it's it's very obvious that that's what this is. Um I don't think it sounds horrible. I, I don't think it sounds horrible, but what is the price point? Did we go over the price uh, point or did so, they cover that
1: in the So uh, I think they did. Let me find it in the article. I think it's a lot though. <laughs> uh, okay. so the PlayStation Plus Essential is pretty much the same thing that people are getting now, which is like the $9.99 a month, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the PlayStation Plus Extra which is the one where you get a little bit more. Uh, You get the first-party games, but or you get the first- and third-party games that they put on there, but you don't get retro games. Uh, And that is about $15 a month. And then PlayStation Premium, which is all that stuff before, and you get the old PS1, PS2, uh, PS3, PSP games. So
2: essentially what they did was they took PS Now... And they just branded it under PS Plus.
1: Correct. And they merged it all together. And it doesn't seem like they really know what they want to do. They don't have a clear vision. Um, The biggest thing for me is they don't tell you which games are coming to the service as far as the retro games are concerned. So we don't know. They want me to pay, you know, $17, $18. And I don't know exactly what's going to be in the service. And also that PS3 games can't be downloaded. They can only be streamed. Dumb, Ooh. dumb. It's because Sony doesn't want to put the effort in or put the money in to make an actual PS3 emulator. Um, My thinking was, and I'm sure there's of course, a lot of uh reasons why this couldn't be done, Uh, you know, but I feel like it's been so long since PS3 has come out, why? can't they do like how they did with the original ps3 when they put the ps2 guts in there when they put the chip in there why can't they put that cell processor in a ps5 that way you don't have to emulate anything it's the actual hardware in there i feel like the the cost of that chip must be much lower than it was in 2006 it's gotta be so why not put that in the unit And then I'm sure it won't make enough of a difference to where you have to charge more for the system. Maybe you'd have to rethink your thermal stuff a bit, but why not? I I just, I don't understand these companies resistance with not letting people play their old stuff. It it never has made sense to me. I hate it when they do it. Uh, Nintendo hasn't been the best about it either. Although this PlayStation service sounds eerily similar to the Nintendo service, where you're paying a fee to play online and you're paying for them to uh, to, to download a selection of old games and not everything, and you don't get to keep them. Uh, and also you can stream some games, but you can't download them. They sound exactly the same almost. And neither of them have day one games on it. So I don't know why this isn't getting a lot of flack, but the Nintendo service is granted they're both not great let me let me reiterate they suck (laughs) these are not these are not good service plans but they are similar and i think they both deserve the same level of criticism especially sony who has the means to do something about it
2: yeah i'd be very curious to see because i do the ten dollar a month playstation plus right now and for for what i get with the ps5 um we get couple two three games a month because there's usually typically like two games and they throw in a couple of extra games or whatever um i think it's a good service there's a lot of months that we end up getting games and i'm like um i'll put it in the library but i'm never gonna download it i'm never gonna play that game uh that there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. actually um so i've been kind of becoming disenfranchised with the ps plus as of late the only reason that i've really kept it is because of the access to the, the PS Plus collection. Mm-hmm. So when you have a PS5, you have a collection of 20 of the premier PS4 games. And so that's God of War, No Way Out. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different games that are on that that are just top rate phenomenal stuff. And uh, I I would hate to lose all of those games, but those games are also inexpensive enough <laughs> that I can go if I really like a few of them, I can go and just buy them outright at a GameStop. If there are those still around, I'm not really sure.
1: What GameStops?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't, I... I don't know if we still have any of those. Um... I I believe they are. Aren't they in a change where they're going to be like a retro
1: center or? I think that was the idea before COVID and then COVID came around and they're like, actually, you guys are not sitting next to each other. How about that? (laughs) Right. Um, No, I think the big thing about this is a lot of those old PS1 and PS2 games are extreme. They're either extremely hard to come by or they're incredibly expensive because of the collector market now. Uh, So this would have been a good idea to kind of help alleviate that for people who just want to, you know, you tell them, Hey, you pay 18 bucks here and you can play all the rarest PS one and PS two and PSP games. That would have been more of an incentive, but I just don't see them going that route. And I think they really missed a big opportunity here, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's always a chance to course correct over time but out the gate, this is not a very good looking service at all, I, I can't, you know. And then they said also that stuff is gonna, uh, it's gonna be ever revolving or ever changing. So that means a lot of the games that's that launch with this service, that if they, if they launch it and they go, oh, here's all the all-star PlayStation, you know, games, eventually some of those are gonna <coughs> leave.
2: Again, that's something that PS Plus does. And it's one of the reasons why I've never really been a huge fan of PS Plus. Because if they let's say you've got Red Dead Redemption Two for a short time and and you're playing Red Dead Redemption Two and they're like hey you've got another week and then no more Red Dead Redemption Two we're getting rid of it off of the off of the service uh, that's heartbreaking man mm-hmm. if you're if you're in the you know middle of that game where you're like man I'm I'm fifty hours deep I've still got another you know, 50 plus hours of gameplay that I can get out of this thing. There's still more juice on the berry, baby. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of want to get my juice. So yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like I don't like the switching around. And I get that hey, it's been around for like six months, and we're gonna be taking this one off and cycling in some stuff. Xbox does that. You know, they'll they'll take games off and move off of the service, but not with the regularity that PSP now does i'd be curious to see at at my ten dollar um rate that i'm paying right now what the increase would be in content and the differences with ps plus at that 15
1: dollar rate you want want me to tell you what it is to quote the uh late great willy wonka you lose you get nothing (laughs) good Uh. day sir yeah well that sounds about accurate your ten dollar a month plan gets you exactly what you were getting before the ps plus the free games every month and the ability to play online you don't get access to any of that other good stuff so but
2: but the fifteen dollar that's the next tier is what i was curious now what what comes with that what would be what would be enticing enough to get me to drop an additional five bucks a month for this service
1: So that's the one where they start rolling the PS now in there. So if you saw anything and let's say you're new to PS, you know, PlayStation and PS five is your first PlayStation, uh, PS now would be a, a boon for you because you can go back and and play all the available greatest hits. It's not every single one, but you know, Mm -hmm. like the handpicked curated ones and they'll say, Oh, this one, you know, these are the ones that you should play. So that would be compelling. Um, And then the next one up is the one where they add the retro games, the PS1, PS2, PSP games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I said that one would be cool if, you know, they had all of them there because some of these games are, you know, coming up on A, 20, 20 plus years old. And B, some of them are going as high as $400. So to only play, you know, only pay 18 to be able to play a $400 game would have been a no brainer. But we don't know what's going to be on there and we don't know when it's going to leave. So it's kind of hard to judge that. Yeah.
2: Well, um, it remains to be seen. I'll probably want to check it out a little bit myself before I make final judgment on it. Please but it do. doesn't sound great. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. It sounds uh, it sounds kind of hokey. <laughs> it sounds like they don't have all their ducks in a row. Uh, Game Pass is a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute juggernaut. And I think that Sony, Sony has carved out a niche for themselves. They've been complacent. And hey we just been kicking butt we're sony you know like we're we're playstation this is what we
1: do yep they do and that every every third system i don't know why they keep doing that but.
2: but xbox like keeps doing this thing where they're like the little engine where they just they put in the work man and game pass kicks butt
1: yeah it's it shows. just
2: uh, it's it's absolutely incredible service that xbox provides for gamers and it's it's not for like a casual gamer, it's for all gamers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they need to take a page out of their book and uh, change it up. And instead of uh, pulling over PS Now that wasn't working and just putting it under the, that banner, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be very good.
1: Well, you know, I always say you don't want anything ever to fail. So we don't want to see it fail. Um, I do hope that they take notes and and are able to adjust. And hopefully one day we'll be looking at this as a viable Game Pass uh, competitor. But until then, we're just going to have to play the wait and see game. Uh, That will do it for news. We did it, baby. Uh, Yeah, we got
2: through it. Came out of news.
1: Yep. And now we're going straight into. How does Gary do it? The Patreon ad. The Patreon (laughs) ad.
2: Please give us money. Hey, if you want to support the Super Gamer Boys, you can go to patreon.com forward slash. Super gamer boys, or is it the super gamer boys? It's
1: know. it's regular super gamer boys, yeah.
2: Just super gamer boys, and here's the deal: you can give us money each and every month, whether it's a dollar. You want to give us a dollar, we'll take your buck. You want to give us five dollars, we'll take that too. If you wanted to give us a ten bucks, you could be what? Is it a, is it the uh, fifteen? Is it fifteen? Mm-hmm. 15 ten dollars, fifteen, and you can be the grand poobah of the super gamer
1: is that what AKA, oh, I mean, we treat them as grand poobahs, of course. We love truth. everybody who supports us, no doubt, on any level. Definitely. But $15 turns you into a super gamer producer, and that's where you get into the high level, high dollar, high roller, closed door meetings that nobody else knows about.
2: Mm-hmm. That, you get exclusive access to Garrett Morelang's OnlyFans account. Exactly. And check it out. He does a lot of dirty stuff. Like he pulls out all the stuff. Well, he pulls out a lot of stuff. But I'll tell you what, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash super gamer boys. And giving us the producer credit of $15 a month. Man, that'd be awesome. Imagine the stuff that you could do. Plus all that OnlyFans content. (laughs) And, And, you know, I've never seen it.
1: But I hear that it's pretty entertaining. Not only that, but if you do join our Patreon, even at just a buck, you get early access to episodes. That's right. You get them right after we record them that night. Before they normally go up on Wednesday. And then you get access to... The show that I host, uh, which is you know a quality prime time content Super Gamer Book Club, you get that early. You get that about two months early, uh, and then it'll go on the free feed in about two months. And then finally, while we love our Patreon and our people who support us there if you're maybe like "Eh, i'm not a patreon type of cat i'm not a patreon type of gal i'm not a patreon person that's okay because you can subscribe to us on twitch now look here here's where garrett always messes it up you can subscribe to us with prime gaming that's right it's called prime gaming uh where it's a free subscription uh via amazon and they uh basically take five they 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 call up jeff bezos right and jeff bezos is walking around he's got his big old wallet right and uh actually they don't call him they call a third-party agency and you know how uh when people are trying to steal wallets out of people's back pockets they do that fishing hook thing where they reel the fishing hook and they throw it and they hook the wallet and then they you know pull it back like they're pulling a fish that's how they do it they do it every time and they get five dollars from jeff bezos's wallet every time so every time you click that button five dollars comes out of his wallet and goes into ours and we appreciate every single time and every single one of you who take the time to do that Also,
2: don't they get to tell us what to do? I think that's one of the, like, Garrett's favorite things to say. Like, he he loves saying that, do. huh? You get, really get to tell us, us what like, to do. You get to tell me like, to get I, down on
1: all fours. What, what? He's
2: into that domination thing. Like He just wants to be, like,
1: dominated. But I'm here's sh- the deal. Like, you, look, I'm not shaming him. I'm not shaming no this okay kid. With no problem but...
2: <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, is you do get to help us out uh, if you support us on Patreon at that producer level at $15 a month you can end up uh, giving us segment ideas. So if you have a segment, I know that uh, the super indie boys that uh, Adrian came up with, that came up when we had him as a Patreon producer. Uh, so that's something that you can do too. If you have an idea for a segment, we'll gladly take it under advisement. It may or may not suck, but like, hey, why not? Let's not, let's Let's, let's just give it try a shot. It.
1: That's the whole point you know? of you being a producer. You're working with the talent, baby. We're trying to figure yep. it out. That's it.
2: And if you know Garrett, you know that Garrett's willing to try anything. And I mean
1: anything. All right. For the right tier. Right. (laughs) All right. That'll do it for the ad. Let's get back to the show. Mr. Purdom, we've come to the, uh, the section in the show. Where I want to know, and I'm sure the people are dying to know, what you've been playing.
2: All right, so I've got a couple of things. A Couple of nights ago, uh, I got to play this game, Unraveled Two. So I've played Unraveled. Unraveled is a great game where you're like a yard yard of string, mm-hmm. and you're like uh, running around in this like great world, jumping and trying to like traverse it's like a platformer where you're this ball of string and like you're losing out your string as you're walking and then you have to like find other balls of string and like kind of wrap them up around yourself well I played Unraveled 2 with my daughter I felt like I didn't have any uh one-on-one time with my daughter and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go in and I'm hang out with her just her and I are gonna play and I said hey what do you want to play let's play a game and so she chose Unraveled 2 and we played Unraveled 2 together for a couple of hours and had An absolute blast. It's a really great game. It's on Game Pass right now. So if you have Game Pass, check it out. It's a really fun platformer. Uh, I did, like I said, I did that for a couple of hours one night, but the game that I've been playing religiously as of late and just really loving so much, Far-Reaching Tides. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of this game, but this game is a remarkably beautiful game that is just like all the games that i've been playing over the last year i have fallen in love with indie games that are platformers and things like this i don't know where i started hearing this crap about but games like limbo games like this uh just they have boy just man you just must have been walking down the
1: street and and i don't know uh, a lightning like bolt just hit or- you and you were like oh my goodness independent development how I did know. i not the- know
2: Maybe the greatest moment of my entire life and possibly the greatest moment of this this show was when I started telling you about how I was playing Little Nightmares, and almost said little nightmares, where I was like, Oh my gosh, I love Little Nightmares. And you were like, Yeah, you played it. That's awesome. Because I was talking about it last week on the show and I was like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: like, I'll never I, forget okay. it. I'm, as long as I live, I'll never forget it. I, I, that was the that was the second like I had an internal monologue, and I'm like, "What is it all for? What am and I no, no, doing it for?"
2: The great thing is that wasn't even me doing a comedy bit. Like I was, you completely like you were in love
1: with that game. I was like, "Yes, finally, I'm seeing fruits of my labor." oh man turns uh, out it was, was no not so. no credit of yours brother <laughs> <laughs> now so yeah so i've been playing
2: far-reaching tides and it it's actually one of those really fun games that just have a lot of heart and it's on game pass too so if you get a chance to play far-reaching tides it's a lot of fun and i'm i'm just enjoying the hell out of it
1: now how does it work what's it about
2: so it's it's a guy on a ship and it's like just an unusual ship that's like made out of like steampunk type of ship, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going through very similar to the inside. You're like having to figure out how do I get through this door? How do I, you know, I got to swim through this area and how do I get up this ladder and how do I turn this? you know, you're figuring out things like these little puzzles right. throughout this, this stuff. So you'll get to a place where you're in the boat and then you have to go and like move stuff or you have to figure out, okay, I need to get through this section in order to be able to, uh, you know, fight for something or to look for something and it's just been so much fun man so if you get an opportunity i don't know if you've played it or not um uh, you, you know, i think you've played every indie game i try so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well play this one man it's right. fantastic yeah
1: i got the uno reverse you card played on me tonight somebody told me yeah. about an indie game i'll take that yeah um so as i was saying before i've been juggling uh, a lot of games, mainly the big two have been uh, Breath of the Wild. I went back into starting playing that again. That has taken over everything for me. Uh, stopped Elden Ring in its tracks, which I do intend to get back into uh, at some point. Uh, not because it's a bad game, but just because that's how good Zelda is. Mm. And then on the other hand, I'm also playing Tunic, uh, which is the Zelda inspired uh, adventure game that you play as a little fox in. Uh, Both of these games are also very good, very, very good. I cannot sing their praises enough. Uh, I already did an Indie Boys on Tunic, so you know how I feel about that. And uh, Breath of the Wild is a certified classic. Uh, But in the meantime, when I have, you know, maybe a quick five minutes or just, you know, just enough time to really boot something up, maybe I'm, I'm in line somewhere or I'm just, you know, I got a quick little, a quick little 10 minute break at work or something like that. Uh, I've actually been playing a little bit of a, a PSP classic that's called uh, Patapon. And it sees you, it's a rhythm game uh, where you take control of, uh, how should, I'm I, out. How should I'm out. I say, how should <laughs> I, I got, say, I, no, I, I think you got some rhythm <laughs> down there, somewhere deep down, uh, but it's a rhythm game where you take, I, I'll put it in general terms, you take control of like a, a ancient tribe of, of little characters And you help them to go out and forage for food or, um, you know, uh, advance and expand their territory all in the name of fulfilling a large quest, which you are basically like their deity that's going to help them do that. And it's, it's really charming. It's perfect. The levels maybe last about three and a half minutes at them at, you know, on average. Um, But yeah, I, I, played it when it came out long 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 days of old ago um that uh kids who were born that year are getting ready to go to either middle or high school at this point <laughs> that's how long <laughs> it's been out um but yeah so i'm kind of been juggling those 3 and that's where i'm at i'm i'm doing a happy medium and as soon as something else comes out that will steal my attention away, like it seems to always do, I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and with that, we did it, baby. All right, We, did we it made it end. to the end. Under so proud of you. an hour and a half. How you feel about that? Succinct. I, we put it I, in right here. Look, it's a lean sandwich, but guess what? In the middle, it's still very substantial, very nutritious for you.
2: There's meat there. Actually, exactly. I think we talked. We we talked a half hour uh, after the recording started, so Garrett's gonna have to uh, cut
1: that part off. Well, that's what he gets uh, for being sick. Him. I don't feel bad yeah. about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you very much for everybody who supports us on uh, Patreon, on Twitch, and even just listening. You don't really have to give us any money, but the fact that you're listening to us at all means that we must be doing something right. So we'll take what we can get. Uh, We'll definitely take
2: your money. Oh, we'll we'll take your money. We'll take your money.
1: But we also take warm fuzzies as well. I'll take those. Uh, We uh, also have merch. We have a merch store. That's uh, sgbstore.com. We got all types of goodies over there. We got clothes. We got accessories. We got masks. uh, And we, uh, I don't know if you've seen... Uh, but we've just done a recent rebrand with our uh, logo design and I'm sure that the uh, head honcho is working on a new line of stuff to reflect that so keep your eyes peeled on our store Um, of course you can always rate and review us on the podcast service of your choice that always helps us to get up in the rankings and gets more eyes on us and hopefully gets us to whatever is going to replace E3 in time Uh, (laughs) yeah And once again, shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music. Uh, you can find them on any major music service. So uh, your Apple Musics, your Spotify, your Google Play Music. Oh, wait, they don't have Google Play anymore. Your YouTube Musics, uh, SoundCloud, what have you. Um, Mr. Purdom, thank you for joining me this evening. We, I think you we bet. did a, a, a pretty bang up job. Uh, where can the good people find you? And you guys can find me all the time on Twitter and Instagram
2: at JJ Purdom. And yes, I am on there all the time. I literally check it every single day. Now I've started <laughs> to become a Twitter head and it's just as I'm sure Twitter is going to like die or fall off the map. That's when I finally start tweeting all the time, you know, <laughs> good like, sir. Well, don't forget It's hot anymore.
1: <laughs> don't forget. You got your, uh, you got your wrestling show.
2: That's true. Yeah. Please don't forget to, uh, to follow us and watch us at, the new podcast that I'm doing that is produced by the Super Gamer Boys. We had episode one last week. Episode two will be dropping uh, uh, this coming Friday as you listen to this. It's the Super... Wait, no, wait. That was the Super Gamer Boys. You can't thing. forget it's your late. old podcast it's name. You're too early it, in the game it, for that. It's the Suplex City Wrestling Podcast. There we and go. This, this coming week's episode, we talk about WrestleMania Night One. WrestleMania, the extravaganza that happened a couple of days back. One night, uh, we just went ahead and broke it up because it's like eight hours of wrestling, man. So, But we kept it tight, a tight 45 minutes talking about night one, and that'll be dropping on Friday. Uh, You can get that at any of your podcast streaming uh, apps, just like you get the Super Gamer Boys. Remember it? It's the Suplex City Wrestling Podcast, and you hear me a little bit different than you hear me on this show. I'm actually steering the ship. I'm running the thing. Yeah, it's kind of a little wacky and wild, hey, whatever. You know, whatever.
1: Look at us, man. We got a whole little suite of content now. We got something for everybody. We're we're diversifying our portfolio. Isn't that what they say in in yeah, big that, investor they talk? They actually do. They actually do say
2: that. And we got Garrett's OnlyFans. So
1: see, uh, we got a, we that, got something for everybody. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's revenue streams, dude. We're just trying <laughs> we're trying to make money there. You know, like. Uh, and of course you can find me any and everywhere at homeboy. That's H O L M B O I. Uh, JJ, do you mind taking us home? I would love to, ladies and gentlemen,
2: because Garrett is sick with syphilis or something, uh, for the incredible, the amazing, the adorable homeboy, Adrian Holmes and myself, juicy JJ Purdom, we, and we alone, are the super gamer boys? And
1: we'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> I hey, know, congratulations, uh, Bianca <laughs> Belair, on your on your championship win! Woo! Right? Way to go! Yep. <laughs>